Three months ago, American sports stopped. This is crazy. This can't be true. I mean, it's not within the realm of possibilities. It's just it seemed more like out of a movie than reality. The NBA shut down. MLB postponed its season. The PGA Tour was mid-tournament at the players, and it all came to a screeching halt. You know, the commissioner made the right call with our with our nation in, in this health epidemic. It was the right call. But this week, the tour returns. Golf is back down in Fort Worth, then South Carolina, Connecticut, Detroit, Ohio, all over the country. Today, we're catching everyone back up to speed with where we left off in this game. The 10 storylines you forgot about, things you need to remember, ways this tour season will be unlike any other, right here on The Drop Zone. Dylan, golf is back. It's back. It's coming right back. <laughs> yeah. We've had little bits and pieces, but now we've got something closer to the full thing. Yeah, and uh, I'm excited. I know that uh, it's going to be one of the first tour, one of the first main sports to come back, right? I think that's very important. Golf has never been free from competition. Usually the Masters gets great ratings because not a whole lot of other sports are happening. But right now, literally, <laughs> only other thing that golf can compete with or has to is NASCAR. So in that right, the ratings are going to be big. I mean, it's one of those funny things, right? We've talked about golf having uh, overexposure. There's too many tournaments. There's no off season. Now here we are. It feels like we had an off season and then we had a couple tournaments and then now we've had this other massive off season. So now we're really coming back. There's not overexposure and, and we've got the eyes of the sports world should be on the Charles Schwab challenge. Yeah. The eyes of the sports world and hopefully the ears of the sports world with a podcast. We've put together 10 storylines that you people need to remember what happened before this mid season off season. Dylan, you're going to start it out. Yeah. There were no questions uh, that Rory McIlroy left unanswered last year. And considering that and considering his form, I am buying that Rory will finish in the top five. All right, I'm going to start, Sean, by telling you that Rory McIlroy and Justin Thomas are your front runners for player of the year. And okay. I'll, I'll give you a quick rundown as to why. I mean, this is not a shocker, but it bears repeating. You remember Rory won the Tour Championship end of last year, kind of like a career-defining moment, beat Brooks Kepka, But he's arguably been even better this year. Mm-hmm. He had a couple good finishes, uh, you know, to start the fall season. Then he won at the WGC HSBC champions. That's like the continent tournament over there. Um, but then listen to his last six starts. He His last seven starts. Third, first, fourth, third, fifth, fifth, fifth. <laughs> All top fives? All top fives. Bunch of top fives. Um, he's been ridiculous. You know, he is showing really no signs of slowing down or of stopping being the top 10 machine that he was last year. What I don't understand is that Rory has done this now kind of on repeat for more than like a year and a half. Like he'll take a break for a month then come back and finish in the top five. Like there is nothing that has undercut him. No break has been any significant break for him. So, I, I mean, this is the most significant break. He did not swing a golf club for seven weeks. So can he sustain what he was putting together? I don't think it's possible. Well, and I think that one of the big questions coming back is like, are we going to see some sort of reshuffling of the you know top echelon of the tour or is it going to be business as usual? And that would mean, in addition to Rory at the top, Justin Thomas, who has been sensational. Uh, he won the BMW championship. So he, like Rory, finished off last FedEx Cup season in style. 
But then this year, he's piled up the top fives too. And wins. He won the CJ Cup. He won the Tournament of Champions. Then, you know, he's added a third. He was just coming off a T6 in his last start at WGC Mexico. So, Sean, I guess the question for you would be, Who's your front runner? JT. JT? I think JT is because we saw him struggle at the beginning of last year and he was hurt. He was dealing with a wrist injury. Once that got healthy, he took off. We saw him win by a bunch in Chicago last year. Then he goes out and wins in the fall, wins again in the winter. So JT's the favorite, even though Rory really uh, would be the betting favorite. I mean, the only flukes here, JT missed two of his last four cuts. Besides that, he's top 20 every time out since like last June. Now 11 wins before the age of 27. Does all that experience of winning allow you to be so calm in the cauldron of competition? Yeah, it definitely helps. I mean, you're just able to kind of draw back on past experiences and, um, and you know, things that maybe I did poorly in the past. But, you know, it's, it's always nice playing trying to win at a place you've already won at you know i've only had that opportunity once other time in malaysia but um it's it's pretty awesome all right let's continue storyline number two is that there is one major this year now i know that doesn't stand for the entire calendar year of 2020 but in this pga tour season there is one scheduled major championship it's the tpc harding park pga championship it's only two months away. <laughs> like, we're going to have major championship golf. There's not a huge run-up to a major. Like, we usually have January, February, all of March leading up to the Masters. We've got one this year. Whoever wins it is going to have a great chance to win player of the year. Like, if either of those two guys we just talked about win that event, book it. They're player of the year. Well, we talk about golf being, like, this niche sport and, and getting lost in the shuffle sometimes. And now having this opportunity to shine, I think the PGA Championship has that same opportunity, right? There's no Uh, other majors around to distract us. I know, but it happening in August means the NBA is going to be back. The NHL is going to be back. They're going to be in the middle of their playoff swings. Mm -hmm. I know the PGA Championship has always kind of struggled with its plays on the sporting calendar, but people are going to be excited about other sports coming back, which makes me feel bad. But the end of that tour season, think about this. Think about the absolute sweepstakes that will be happening. You have a WGC, then the PGA Championship. The next week you have the Wyndham Rewards in which the PGA Tour passes out a bunch of money. Then we have playoff event, playoff event, playoff event. I don't think there will have ever been a stretch in which more more golf or more money will be handed out on the golf course than that six-week stretch. Yeah, good for you getting excited about the Wyndham Rewards. <laughs> Proud of you. Uh, that is that was a non-sponsored segment by Sean Zock. But uh, I think the one thing that we should take away and keep in mind about this one major season is a little bit of mourning for the Open Championship that wasn't. Because, look, we're getting the U.S. Open by, mm-hmm. you know, by all accounts. There, there may not be fans or there may not be many fans, but we're getting the Masters. That one's definitely going to happen. The Open Championship just didn't happen in 2020. That's too bad. Sun J.M., the only rookie to make the Tour Championship in the 2018-19 season. This guy is a great player. No weakness. All right, number three. The ballad of Sung J.M. is just beginning. Is or was? Gosh. Well, I don't know. We'll have to see when he comes back out because... There were a few guys that were hot. We talked about JT. We talked about Rory. But in terms of like real immediate short-term heat there was no one hotter than sung jm he he won and then he finished t3 in his first two starts on the florida swing he had just gotten a new caddy 
well, a couple different caddies, really. But, that, <laughs> you know, that change seemed to work for him. I mean, the guy was on fire. He showed no signs of slowing down. Uh, he had risen to number 23 in the world. You know, he's he's the top young player right now, even though he's probably the least known of some of these guys. So this felt like the era of Sungjae was just beginning, and hopefully he picks up where he left off. I think people in the golf world were catching on to him, but outside of the golf world, not many people know who Sungjae M is, so can you at least detail his game? What's his game like? Well, from a personality standpoint, his game is that he plays every week, Pretty much keeps to himself. He speaks a little bit of English, but not a ton. So he communicates through a translator. So a lot of American fans, you know, haven't heard him talk. Um, But he is just relentless. He hits this straight ball. He fires at pins. He he literally did not have a home, though, last year because he just played every single week out. Uh, He was basically the best player on the web.com tour then. And now he's on the PGA Tour and, it, you know, he, he was making a ton of cuts and not necessarily contending. And now it seems like he has flipped the switch. I think it's cool that the whispers and rumors that everyone has heard about him dominating the Web.com Tour have come to fruition. He is the perfect FedEx Cup player in my mind. PGA Tour has a ton of sponsorship money from FedEx, but it, he is the guy who plays every tournament. He's going to automatically, if he plays well, go to the Tour Championship every year. Because of the FedEx Cup points, he just racks up and racks up and racks up. He kind of is on the road all the time, like FedEx Cup drivers. I think they should do a little sponsored segment with Sung JM not having a house. He doesn't have a home base. So he is, uh, he's kind of like the banner boy for FedEx Cup and their sponsorship at the PGA Tour. Sean, he was also a regular... On my DraftKings lineup last year, let's take a second to tell you about our friends at DraftKings. The PGA Tour is back this week, and look, only one guy is going to be wearing that red plaid winner's jacket at the end of the Charles Schwab Challenge, but the big cash prizes, those are available to everyone. DraftKings is the official daily fantasy game of the PGA Tour. They're putting you in the center of the action with a free shot at a $1 million top prize with your first deposit. Pick six golfers by the time tournament action tees off on Thursday. If those guys put up a bunch of red numbers, you or me or Sean are going to be winning some major green. So download the DraftKings app now and use code DZ to get a free shot at the $1 million top prize with your first deposit. That is code DZ only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Deposit bonus requires a 25-time playthrough eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com for details all right continuing now with storyline number four patrick reed everyone's favorite pj tour golfer was winning his way through the haters it is not that long ago that patrick reed was caught doing a little funny business down at the hero world challenge dylan you were down there that's seven months ago reed showed up in hawaii he almost won the first event of the year And the thing that was interesting about it is that like people thought he would never get away from the haters. The fact that he moved some sand in a bunker behind his ball in a waste area, have you, whatever, down in the Bahamas. They thought that he would get called a cheater everywhere he went. I thought it was really going to happen too. We wrote about it and it was following him. People yelled while he was in the playoff with Justin Thomas. Uh, People yelled when he was down at the WGC Mexico Championship, but he was winning like that's the thing that is going to remind people that this guy's a phenomenal golfer is that he gets the job done. He was one of the best players in the world. 
I mean, we should have looked no further than the Hero World Challenge itself, where he almost came back to win on Sunday, despite all of that madness. He finished third there. Then, yeah, he, he won at WGC Mexico. I mean, in terms of a guy that was hot, but maybe didn't mind the break, maybe <laughs> this is a good thing for Patrick Reed to get a little bit of heat off of him. I don't know. People don't forget, but maybe People they... don't forget, but that is very true. Also, I mean, this guy who's always been kind of ridiculed for things that he said about himself, his confidence, his bravado, the fact that I think I'm a top five player in the world right now. Well, he was ranked seventh and on his way up to number five. He's never made it to number five, but he felt like he was on his way. So I don't know if this is necessarily a good thing for him. One thing about Patrick Reed is we really haven't heard from him. You know, we've seen some of these guys in charity matches. Other guys have turned up in like pro-ams. The only thing I've seen from Patrick Reed is I actually just stumbled on this interview with his head pro at Carlton Woods, who has like a little YouTube video that a couple hundred people watch. And that's the only sign of Patrick Reed. But he said he's shed a bunch of weight for the the fast finishing stretch here. He's looking forward to some chilly Augusta fall weather. Uh, He looked good. He said he's eating a lot of avocado, eggs, sausages. All right, Sean, number five, Phil Mickelson. I had the coffee. I got to activate the calves, and I got to step on one here. <laughs> Come on, baby. This is really your beat, but Phil is uh, hes running out of U.S. Open qualifying time. Things weren't looking great. He looked like he was probably going to need an exemption. Uh, obviously, we've seen him recently at the match, too, um, but Phil has the probably the most – complex relationship with the USGA which he only added to at Shinnecock when he was you know playing hockey on the green and you know he's got a number of runners up finishes there is he gonna play in this US Open in September no I'm gonna say no (laughs) why I just don't believe that he's playing good golf we, the last time we saw him, you know, he's played pretty well in the California events to begin every year for his entire life. But the last we saw him, he, he was kind of spraying a little bit at medalist. The, I think the last thing you want to have happen when you're not playing well is to go on forced leave, to have three months where you can just remind yourself every single day, you know, I'm not playing that well. I got to figure this out. He's only getting older Phil Mickelson will have been 50 by the end of this month. No one, pretty much no one who is in the 50 years old and older bracket wins on the PGA Tour. Phil's running out of time, and he's only signed up to play at the Charles Schwab Challenge at this point. I'm sure he'll play at the Memorial, but right now he doesn't have a whole lot of events before U.S. Open qualifying is over with. So, I mean, it would be nice to see him get another crack at Winfoot. But even then, it doesn't matter. The guy sprays it all over the planet. Are you sure that he's getting older? You tried that coffee diet. There's a little some. <laughs> well, I'll say this. Little Benjamin Button in there. I did see him at Riviera very, very uh, shortly before the coronavirus spread, and I was shocked at how skinny he looked. I did not think that he looked healthy. Now he'll swear to you that he is healthy. He swore to me that it's you know he's never felt better. I have to take him at his word, but on looks alone. Not exactly buying it. He did have that third place at Pebble, though, Sean. That's kind of sticking with me. It could mean something. Yeah, the third place in which Nick Taylor ran away from him. <laughs> um, I'm not that impressed. Uh, but when you bring up Phil, you got to bring up Tiger. Tiger also was not playing good golf this spring. You know, everyone is going to look back fondly on what he did winning in Japan, 
and in playing for really, really, really good golf in the President's Cup. But then in the spring of 2020, the guy was not playing. I mean, like, I think we are going to, as a, as a group, we're going to look at that medalist finish and, and how, how well he struck the ball off the tee. And, you know, he's playing his home course. So I, I don't know. You look at Tiger's finishes. He finished T9 at Torrey. That's really good. But then at Genesis, we were down at there at Riviera, right? The guy kind of mismatched some average rounds the first two days. Finishes dead last on the weekend when he really stunk. And then he couldn't find his body. He had to pull out of the Arnold Palmer Invitational, so he couldn't play Bay Hill, which he always plays. He couldn't play the players because his back wasn't quite there. If Tiger has any weird back stuff happen this year, he's just not going to play in the majors. Like It's a weird year. I don't think people should be as optimistic about Tiger as they normally are. What do you guys think, Robert Dameron? Start us off. More time for prep or a red flag for Tiger Woods? I, I truly hope I'm wrong, mm -hmm. but I think it's a red flag. I think what we're seeing here is like a complete binary from Tiger. He's either there in full or he's like not there at all. Yeah. Because you saw him at the Zozo. He won, looked completely in control all week. President's Cup looked like he was the best player there on the days that he was healthy enough to play. The hero, he looked like he probably should have won that golf tournament. Um, and then the Farmers, he contended also, but then... Like you mentioned, Genesis didn't look like himself. Couldn't even play a couple of his favorite Florida tournaments. So I don't know. I think we should be encouraged based on the guy we we just saw. But the crazy thing, Sean, Tiger has played three FedEx Cup events this year. So you look at, he's, he's I think, 28th in the FedEx Cup standings. If you look at guys that have played three FedEx Cup events, there's no one else inside the top 196. <laughs> So he's still more efficient with his starts than anyone else. Yeah, and I think with that in mind, he'll be efficient this summer. He needs to ramp up for September, October, November, right? If he's going to be involved in the Ryder Cup team, he'll want, and in the Ryder Cup is a thing, he'll want to be ready for that and raring to go. He'll probably want to play some of the playoff events, but really he's going to have his mind focused on winged foot in the U.S. Open, and eventually all of it leads to the Masters where he's the defending champion. So I don't expect Tiger to play before Memorial, and honestly, maybe only one of the Memorial turn or the Muirfield Village tournaments, so... Don't expect Tyre to come roaring back, guys. If you're setting his schedule, would you have him play before Muirfield? I think he looked healthy enough during the match. His swing looks strong enough that he can do it. But it's all up to him, man. It does, it does not matter um, his history at any course. That was clear at the players and at Bay Hill. If Tiger's back is not ready, he's not going to give it a go unless it's a major. Go play the RBC, Tiger. I'm sure he's listening. All right, let's pause for one quick message about Roman. Anyone who's dealt with erectile dysfunction knows how awkward it can be to talk about it in person. Luckily, there's a simple, convenient solution to get the treatment you need without ever leaving the couch. It's Roman. So, Sean, tell yourself, what does Roman do? Well, Roman is a digital health company that makes your life easier. Now, personally, I've been dealing with some weird health issues the last few months, and nothing, I tell you, nothing is worse than the guessing game of which doctor to see, which clinic to go to, does my insurance cover it, whatever. Roman takes care of that. So call them up, complete a free online visit, and a licensed physician will get back to you within 24 hours. Boom. Just like that. So if you're struggling with ED, stay home. Go to GetRoman.com slash DZ. 
for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash DZ for Drop Zone for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. Back to Dylan DeChair. Uh, all right. Speaking of people that have spent some time in the gym, Bryson DeChambeau, Sean. The gains, man. He was seeing <laughs> massive gains. He's continued to see massive gains, both when he steps on the scale and also when he looks at the top of the driving distance charts. Sean, this is not just like fun headlines and little snippets. Bryson DeChambeau has transformed himself into arguably the best driver of the golf ball in the world. I don't think he even got enough credit for that at the time, so it's worth giving him some now. Well, and what what I my question really is is like will this eventually be fruitful for him? Bryson has not played well in majors his entire life. He's one of the worst performers in majors. He's very young career, but has not made it happen there. In non-major events, he's been one of the best tour players in the past three or four years. He's won a handful. He's, won, he's got as many wins as Ricky Fowler has in his career. So Bryson, I wrote earlier this week that of all people that could maybe go on a heater this year, I think Bryson's one of my first picks because you look at the summer events that we've got here, the 3M Open, which Bryson almost won last year. The Memorial, which he's won already. He's played there very well numerous times. He's played pretty well at the RBC Heritage. Like I said, he's got multiple events at Muirfield Village. It could be the summer of Bryson. I mean, he's third in strokes gained off the tee. I think people get caught up in like, oh, maybe he says some stuff that doesn't quite check out or is kind of ridiculous. It's a little bit of the Tom Brady thing where people are like, oh, yeah. He's into the junk science, whatever. He's ridiculous. And then you can lose sight of the fact that this dude is, you know, 43 years old and playing quarterback in the NFL. (laughs) It's the same thing with Bryson. Like, did it make sense that he said he felt like the wind was blowing him over after he'd won three of his last five PGA Tour starts? So he wanted to change his body? Maybe not. But now he's averaging (laughs) 321 off the tee. He's hitting like insane ball speeds on live streams. Who knows what he's been really up to the last few months, but uh, Bryson does deserve more credit than we've probably given him. I know one thing. This podcast, you and me both, we appreciate Bryson. We respect the chase, and uh, I think everyone else should respect the chase. But unfortunately, there is no Olympic chase this summer. I was really, really looking forward to seeing some of the best Americans, the best English players, and the best Aussies like duke it out to see who can play in the Olympics in Tokyo. We saw like a hell of a competition brewing between Patrick Reed, Patrick Cantlay, and Webb Simpson for the last couple spots of the Americans. I mean, Tiger Woods, Xander, Bryson were right behind them. It, people were not paying attention to this, and I was kind of hoping that Tokyo would still happen because these summer events were going to be gigantic. And now, as sad as it was to not have the Olympics this summer, this is a good thing because between now and the Olympics next year, one year from this time, we're going to have six majors, six, (laughs) six majors. We're going to have a bunch of WGCs. All of these things are gigantic events, all kinds of world ranking points. So, you know, your boy Tiger, who people were thinking didn't care about the Olympics, he's going to have all this time, all these big events to prove himself that he does care about the Olympics uh, and really give I don't know, one hell of a chase. Lee Westwood, a guy that was playing phenomenal golf, is going to have a bunch of big events to try and qualify. So 
The uh, the Olympic chase begins now. I mean, there's no one that looks like they had better foresight than Tiger Woods for <laughs> skipping like the Players Championship. Maybe he was in on those Senate briefings. I don't know. He had some little inside early information. Um, but now everything is back on the table. It's a little bit of a reset. You could really see an entirely new crop of these guys qualifying for the Olympics. And I mean, I don't know. We're going to have such a ridiculous golf schedule next well, this fall and then, you know, all of next summer, it, it, it's The awesome. next 13 months, folks, we are going to have back-to-back events at Mirrorfield Village. We will then have the TPC Harding Park PGA Championship, three playoff events, U.S. Open, the Masters, Ryder Cup, Move It Forward, Masters, Kiowa Island PGA Championship, U.S. Open at Torrey. We'll have another British Open and then the olympics in tokyo so i mean it's just absolute madness for 13 months i don't think i've quite gotten my head around the fact that the masters is consecutive majors we're just playing two in a row um all right sean i do want to take you through the 2020 fedex cup season standings you know what i like look you said sung jay was the perfect fedex cup player tell you what he is number one in the fedex cup standings he's played 14 events he owns a little bit of a lead over JT and then Rory's in third. Those guys have played a combined 14 events. Um, but there's a couple more names on there. Brendan Todd, remember him? The fall of B. Todd. He's fourth. Uh, you've got you know a couple more guys. Webb Simpson, Patrick Reed. Those guys make sense. Mark Leishman, seventh. Lanto Griffin, number eight. Remember him? He had a win. He played pretty well for a little stretch there. <laughs> Do you remember what what event he won? Uh, no comment. Do you actually, honestly, I can't think of what it was. Do you know yeah, what it was? Neither can I. That's one of the tricky things here. Brendan Todd, he won a couple events in the fall. And when you said the fall of Brendan Todd, it, it means a couple different things because he hasn't really done much since. The people, yeah. the other people who have won in this PGA Tour season, Sebastian Munoz, Kevin Na won this year, Cameron Smith won this year, Tyrrell Hatton, we know that he won at Arnie's event, but Cam Champ won this year, Joaquin Neiman, Nick Taylor, and our boy Adam Scott, Tyler Duncan, and a guy named Tiger Woods. All these dudes have won. Andrew Landry won this year. I don't remember half wow. of these guys. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to like, I know Munoz won the Sanderson. <laughs> Where did Andrew Landry win? Hard to say. Maybe somewhere in he, California. He won the American Express. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and Brendan Todd, of course, who could forget, had kind of the back-to-back vacation land uh, wins at the Bermuda Championship and at Mayakoba. So anyway, look, if you think we usually forget about the fall series, (laughs) uh, this whole thing has turned our brains to mush, and it's hard to even look back that far. All right, finally, storyline number 10. The last one we will leave you guys with are the perils of Jordan Spieth, because I don't think anyone quite has forgotten how bad and inconsistent Jordan Spieth was before the coronavirus shut down. Mm. Think about this. The number 56 ranked player in the world. He's won basically three majors in the last four years worth of majors. He's contended in numerous other major championships, but he's absolutely searching for it. His results, you just look back at his his page of results. T58, T59, T9, missed cut, T55, 16, T43, T66, T8, T37, T6, T78, T12. Like the guy is as up and down. I swear it's weird because he does it on Sunday, but then he can't do it on Saturday. And he will shoot the the score the day on Friday, but 
He does that follows like a 76 on Thursday. Spieth is searching and Dylan, it's not even the scores. It's what everyone is saying around the guy. Like, can you imagine the confusion that he's dealing with when Brandel Chambly says that he doesn't think maybe that Cam McCormick should be your coach any longer, the guy that's helped raised you into becoming the legend that you are, or a legend of the game, nine major winner, Gary Player says, you know what, give me an hour with Jordan Spieth on driving range, he's back to number one overall, I would get him there, all it takes is an hour, that's wild to me, all the things that are circling Spieth's head. I think that if you look at the combination of Gary Player and Brandel, I think if you had an hour, and I think Brandel said two minutes, so you get 62 minutes Jordan Spieth gets with the right guys, bang, he'd be right back on top. I, it's funny, I was thinking about the, uh, there was those couple moments where the stock market was really in free fall, and they were like, all right, we got to put this thing on pause. We got we to gotta hang out for a second because this it's dropping too fast. They just mm. stopped trading. That might be what this is like for Jordan Spieth. The, the world ranking was just plummeting, plummeting. All right, then they paused it hardcore and Sean you were actually making the case that Spieth has the most to potentially gain in the restart is there someone that you would rather win like we have an absolutely loaded field this is for all reasoning it's like a WGC or a very light version of the Masters if Jordan Spieth could win an event against a gigantic field if he could even finish in the top five after this long confusing break do it at home at Colonial, in his home state. I mean, I don't think there's anyone I'd rather see this week. Damn. So I actually looked it up, Sean, and Brandel only needs two seconds with Spieth. <laughs> That's quick. So Gary Player needs a whole hour to fix Spieth. Brandel only needs two seconds to get that swing back on track. So, I mean, I bet he'll be on site, right? Brandel, maybe they could just walk the range a little bit, figure something out. Yeah, Brandel can, can shout across the banister to him. When I when I think of Spieth, I'm going to leave people with an analogy, a popular one, I think. I think of Christian Bale in The Dark Knight. Is that me? Rise. Mm. When he's had his back broken by Bane and he goes down into the pit, he's all over the place. He's dizzy. He's frail. He needs to get his back right, and he needs to his body right, and he needs to get his mind right. And eventually, he's able to leap out of the pit. That's Jordan Spieth in his home state this week. Yeah. Jordan Spieth has periled. He's struggled. Everyone is telling him that he can give two seconds or 60 minutes, and he'll be fixed. Jordan needs to get it right by himself, and he'll be Christian Bale, Batman, jumping out of the pit this week at home (laughs) that's probably uh, about as good a spot to leave it as we're going to get so that's going to do it for this week's episode of the drop zone thanks so much for listening thanks to lee finer who expertly produced this week's episode as always and we're going to be back next week taking a look at phil mickelson at 50 years old in the meantime enjoy some pga tour golf thanks for listening